This is Enjoy Cherokee Voices, a podcast recorded live to deliver in-depth conversations with dynamic people from all corners of Cherokee County. Listeners like you sink into this weekly podcast to learn more about the people that make Cherokee County extraordinary. And now it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinkard. Hello, hello, and welcome to Enjoy Cherokee Voices. Before we really get started today on the podcast, I wanted to take some time to let you know that this is a very delicate subject. Something struck our tight-knit Cherokee community really hard about eight months ago. One of our own Holly Springs police officers was killed in the line of duty during what appeared to be a routine traffic stop. Officer Joe Burson joined the Holly Springs Police Department in January of 2020, and on Wednesday, June 16th of 2021, only 18 months later, around 11 o'clock p.m., he uh, was involved in a what seemed to be a routine traffic stop on Harmony Lake Drive, Hickory Road, New Light Road, over in that area of the county. At some point during the traffic stop, things went awry, and Burson was able to try and defend himself by firing some shots, but ultimately both Joe Burson and the suspect died following the incident. Joe was 24 years old on the day of his death, and he left behind his sweet wife, Mary Kate Burson. We all probably remember when the community surrounded the police department and Mary Kate with a lot of emotional support, love, and thoughtful, caring things that we did during that time, and what Mary Kate refers to as the most unimaginable time of her life. Now, eight months later, after the passing of her husband, Mary Kate is interested in coming forward to share with you, her loving, supporting community, the wonderful memories that she has of her husband, Joe. It's really interesting to me how I never met Joe, or Mary Kate for that matter, and yet I mourned for them both a lot during that time. I cried, um, I went to the funeral, and I didn't know either of them, and I almost felt a little bit intrusive to them to their family or whatever at the time. But it was very important that I be there and everybody else be there at that funeral for them. But now I've gotten to know Mary Kate and I feel like I know Joe. And I hope that this conversation allows you to feel like you have gotten to know both Mary Kate and Joe as well. I am beyond honored to share with you this conversation today. Please enjoy hearing the love story of Mary-Kate and Joe Burson. Hello, hello, and welcome to the studio, Mary-Kate Burson. I am so happy to meet you, Mary-Kate. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Thank you. First of all, I want to thank you for um, coming in and having a conversation with me today. This is a, a very special treat for not just me, but for our entire community. So, well, first of all, I want everybody to know this is the first time I've met you. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. She came to Thrive and um, she was in the parking lot and she's like, where do I go? But we found our way up here, didn't we? We did. Yeah. So um, I want to ask you, where were you born and raised, Mary Kate? I was born and raised in South Cobb, Georgia, and then moved to East Cobb and then just kind of stayed in the Georgia area. Uh, go Braves. <laughs> go Braves. Yeah, we were talking about that already, too. Is this the first time in your lifetime that they won the 
the uh, yes. what is it World Series Weird World Series yeah. yeah I was gonna say Super Bowl I got Super Bowl on my mind yeah so they made it in 99 but they didn't win but they didn't win yeah so you say you were in the Georgia area but you were in Cobb and Cherokee County your whole life or did you move elsewhere um I lived in DeKalb for a very snippet part of my life and then but mainly Cobb and Cherokee okay do you have brothers and sisters I have two sisters mm-hmm and um, when did you move to Cherokee County? Me and Joe moved to Cherokee in 2020. In 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you were just shortly, you were here just a short time. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to go back in time here. Okay. I want to know the first time you met Joe Burson. Do you remember the first time you saw him? Yes, I do. All right. Let's hear it. So I went to Lasseter High School and Joe went to Kell High School, and we were in ROTC together, and um, he was a higher rank, and so he had to be really mean. And he had I to be mean to you? <laughs> he had to be mean to the other kids, but... What do you mean mean? Like, make you do, like, more drills and stuff? Yeah, he just had to be, like, a little stricter, because he was, like, a higher rank, and he thought he was big stuff. Um <laughs> So that's where we first met. And then I moved and then got reconnected with him. And then the rest was kind of history. And wait a minute. You just breezed over a whole (laughs) bunch of stuff here. So you you met him and he was mean to you as an ROTC guy, the dude, the big dude. Yeah. And then you reconnected with him. What does that mean? When did you see him again? So I saw him again when my best friend was doing a drill competition and he had already graduated and he had come back to like teach the drill students. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing, Burson? He's like, oh my gosh, Jacoby, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just here with Zoe. And he was like, I'm just here too. And then we just started talking and we became boyfriend, girlfriend. And then the rest was. Well, did we he are. ask you on a date that day? He, not that day. We got like Snapchat and like started talking with each other. And then he came to a football game that Friday night. And then he asked me on a date and then. Oh, so he, he came unexpectedly to the football game. Yes. And w- did you get like butterflies? A little bit. Yeah. But. And then he <laughs> asked you on a real date. What was your first real date? It was to Waffle House. Oh, <laughs> you are a Georgia girl. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you hold hands? We did. Yeah. Were you with some other friends? No. <gasps> It was just the two of them? Well, at the football game, we were with other friends, and then we went to Waffle House after the football game, and that was our first date. And we were not with other friends at Waffle House. Oh, my goodness. Were you just, what did you do? Go home and, like, tell your sister? And I don't think I told my sister. I just was like, oh, my gosh, we're dating. This is weird. But then eventually I told my sisters, and they weren't home, so I couldn't tell them. But That's all right. That's all right. So, so... Who's your best friend at this time? My best friend is Zoe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you tell her right away? Oh, yeah. 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 They She's already like, had inklings that we were going to get together. We were like, we're uh-huh. going to get together. <laughs> That's so great. So, yeah. So then how long did you date? We dated for two and a half years, and then he proposed, and then we were engaged for about a year and some change, and then we got married, and then... so. So you were in high school yet, both of you, or just you were in high school? I was a junior in high school when we first started dating in 2015, and he was a freshman in college. Okay, where was he going to college? 
Kennesaw State. Okay. Ooh, he's an owl. Yeah. Who do you? Who do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you were in high school, in high school, yeah. Junior in high school. Now, did you have a prom? We did. Ah, so was this your junior prom or senior prom? So I didn't go to junior prom. He came to my junior military ball, and then he came my senior prom and senior military did ball. Did he ask you to prom? Like, Oh, yeah, he did. Was there something special? Was oh, that like, yeah. Oh, tell us. It was a big deal. Okay. Because I didn't want something that I could just find on YouTube. So he wrote. You mean like for a, what do they call them? A proposal? Yeah, a proposal. A proposal. So I made sure that it was like a big deal because that's just who I am. And he wrote me like in a special edition song. He wrote you a song? Yeah. And then he had his friends come to my house that I was staying at. And like perform at like seven o'clock in the morning. And he had these big like PVC pipe letters spelled out prom. Oh my gosh. It was the cutest thing ever. So he's, he performed the song for you. Mm -hmm. Where were you upstairs? You were. So I don't know how they pulled it off because I hate being surprised. And (sighs) this was one of the two times that he was actually able to surprise me. But I was like sleeping downstairs and then the people I was staying with, my guardians came up and was like, Hey, come here. And I was like, that's a little weird, but okay. And so they were like, Oh, I already packed your lunch. So just go ahead and head outside. And when I go outside, I see them and then they start playing the song. And what was, was there actually like on drums and yeah, it was like a live band. How many people? Well, it was only, four people oh, playing only a four-piece band okay yeah. only a four-piece <laughs> seven band. o'clock in the morning <laughs> like oh you poor neighbors middle of march yeah <laughs> um yeah we had that and then okay so you get outside and he's playing four-piece band is playing your song yeah oh my god and then prom is like right behind him he didn't spell it wrong no that would have been my boyfriend <laughs> he would have spelled it, it would have been like rom or something else that's so fun yeah it was it was really cute. do you have great pictures of that oh yeah how wonderful yeah it was precious all right so you said that's the only one of two times he was able to surprise you yeah what's the other time when he proposed to me oh yeah that was so you didn't expect it no <gasps> well we had been talking about marriage and like i was like where's the ring where's the ring and i kept like making oh, you hints say about that? it oh, oh. yeah did but, you pick it out? So I picked out the design I liked, but I didn't pick out the actual ring. Um, he went with a friend. He went with a friend to go pick it out? Mm-hmm. You trusted him with a friend to pick it out? I did. Okay. Yeah, it was totally unexpected. When he proposed, I thought he was going to wait a couple more months or so. But So how did it happen? Oh, it was the best day ever. Um, it happened... What he did was the person I was living with, my roommate, her name's Carrie, and he swore up and down that I would only listen to Carrie. And so he would be like, hey, um, Carrie, just tell her to like dress up really nice and cute. Because that was one thing I said. I said, I better not be wearing track shorts and a t-shirt when you propose to me, (laughs) even though that's what I wear every day. But and he was like, "Okay, noted. And I was like, hey, make sure my nails are like presentable. And he was like, noted. So he had my friend dress me up, get me all cutesy-wootsy. What did she tell you you were doing? Well, this is what she said. She said, we're going to have roommate pictures done. And I'm a picture fanatic. And so I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Totally. This oh, is going to be great. Great idea. Yeah. And she was like, and we're just going to have a roommate day. We're just going to do everything that like me and you love to do. So. Okay. I hope you did some of that because that sounds like a really good day. We did. We did do some of it. So we went to church. That was normal. Went to lunch. That was normal. Went to Land of a Thousand Hills coffee shop. And then she was like, we're going to go to Oxbow and do our walk that we love to do. It's like our favorite walk to do. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. We have the day planned for us. And we get to Oxbow and there's like a bridge there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Joe's band's here. And I'm like, still, I still don't get it. I'm like, it's over my head. (laughs) And I'm like, Joe's supposed to be at work. It's Sunday. He works every Sunday. And Sure enough, it was his band playing like our signature song, our relationship song, which was My Best Friend by Tim McGraw. And I'm like, what is Joe's band playing our song for? And then my people started running out of the corner of the back of the woods of where they were hiding. And I was like, that's my sister. And I was like, it still like wasn't registering. So I start running towards him. And then Joe had to like run after me to grab me. (laughs) And then when I turned around, there he was on one knee. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my it goodness. Was Did he say, you know, you're the love of my life? Yeah, he like said some sweet nothings. And oh, um, then he was like, will you marry me? I'm like, yes. Oh, <laughs> so, oh that's lovely. All your friends were there and yeah. your sister was there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is, that's like some kind of romance movie. It was the best. Oh, you're so fortunate to have that. Oh, Mm -hmm. my goodness. Yeah, it was so good. So this big day at the park. And then did you go out to dinner or anything? Um, So after we did, we, me and Carrie, who was my roommate, went to dinner with me and Joe. Then we went to this, like, there was, like, this concert in, like, downtown Woodstock, this, like, worship concert in downtown Woodstock. And so we went there. And then we just went back to some friends' houses and, like, played games. So you keep talking about this band that Joe was in. And um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So he had two bands. One I called the Garage Band, <laughs> which his Garage Band friends are like, ah. But well, What's um, the name of that one? That one's called Makeshift Memory, and it was literally formed out of his garage at his parents' house. And so that one, they're still, like, really close and then Rusted Soul is the band he was in, and that was his professional band. Um, and they are still uh, making music really good. Rusted Soul, that's a really cool name for a band. Yeah. Is it a Christian band? It isn't. It's not. It's a rock band. Rock and roll. Yes. And he wrote music, too. Yeah, very little. Oh, yeah. That's a, that is a skill I just have no concept of how to do. Me either. I mean, it's like unbelievable. You have to think about the music of the instruments, each one of them and the song and the voice. And I just can't even, I can't even put it together in my head. Me either. (laughs) But yeah, that's a talent. Hey, Mary Kate, it's Linda. Oh, safety Joe. Just saying his name makes me smile. What a fine young man he was. So intentional. I just love that about him. He would call and FaceTime frequently just to ask how I was doing. He really wanted to know, too. Feels like yesterday when he called to ask if I'd go look at houses with y'all, Joe said, I don't know what I'm looking at. And you would be yelling in the background, me either. 
I miss his random FaceTimes with me just to show me a new tool that he had purchased or show me what he had just built in the basement for his studio. We'd just visit as if we were in the same room together and lose track of time. Oh, how I miss those moments. One time he sent a video to our group chat. He was cutting a piece of plywood with a new track guide that he had just bought. He knew I'd get so much joy watching it, and I did. Anna giggled and said, Mom, did he mean to send that to everyone? I bet you're the only one that'll love that. I love it when we are all together sharing memories of Joe. You get this huge grin on your face and say, Oh, that kid. Or, such a goofball. Oh, Mary-Kate, I can't even begin to tell you how precious you are to me. From the very first moment I heard Joe speak of you, he absolutely glowed with such pride. I knew you were someone that I could not wait to meet. I'm so grateful to Joe for bringing you into our family. You have been a big sister to Tyler and Anna, and I'm so grateful you intentionally make time for them. You have taught me so much during our friendship. It is a true honor to call you sister and friend. I admire your walk with God and how you have leaned into Him in the middle of the highs and lows. You continue to praise Him in the storms. I look up to you because of that. I am eager and thrilled to see what this next season of life reveals to you. Mary-Kate, I absolutely love hearing you pray. Your prayers are so sweet, a heartfelt conversation with the Lord. Keep walking by faith and He will continue leading you through your healing. I'm so proud of you and I love you so very much. At Goshen Homes, we believe siblings are better together. Too many siblings are separated during their time in foster care. Goshen Homes exists to recruit, train, license, and support foster families working with sibling groups. Our aim is to provide loving family environments to youth in foster care while keeping siblings together. Goshen is looking for quality families to care for siblings in foster care in Cherokee County. Contact Kevin Scott at kscott at goshenvalley.org to start your fostering story today. Are you ready to change the lives of children in foster care? Download our fostering guide at goshenvalley.org homes. Licensed to operate in Cherokee, Pickens, and Bartow counties. You talk a lot about your faith, like you go to church a lot. Was he really big into church as well? He absolutely was, yes. Yeah. Was that a, a reason or part of what brought the two of you together? Yes, absolutely. So I became a believer when I was 14, so a freshman in high school, and he had uh, been a believer for a couple of years, and he had been playing at his church, his home church, and we just would always like talk about faith and the ways of the Lord and just the promises of him and um, how much we love him. And it just kind of brought us together. And then when we got together, he was like, well, in our future life and, you know, do these things like I want to play at a church and I want to continue and have our family like grow up in a faith-based home, which has been very important to me. So it was something that really glued us together. Wow. 14, you came to to Christ. That's Mm -hmm. a that's a, an older age than I expected for you to say. Yeah, yeah. So that that was rather new to you when Joe came into your life. That yeah. was just a few years behind you. And then, and Joe, was he brought up, raised in Christ from? He was. Okay. Yeah. And then you were at what church? I was going to First Baptist Woodstock some, but my youth group was Noonday okay. um, Baptist Church. And then he was going to East Minister Presbyterian. 
Okay, so you were in different churches. Yeah. And then, but then when you got married, you came together and went to a different church. Is that correct? Correct. We kind of church chopped for a little bit. And church then, shopping, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we landed at Revolution Church in Canton, mm-hmm. and we loved it. And um, I still currently go there, and I love just the community there, and uh, the pastors are amazing. And uh, the worship team really poured into Joe and Joe really poured into the worship team and he really found a true home there. And so I'm forever grateful for the impact that he had on the worship team's lives and the worship team had on his life. And um, yeah. So did he, he was actually in the, the worship team band. Is that right? He was. Yes. He was a drummer. He was. He's a maniac. He was kind of in three bands then. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And he had time for you. And he was an officer. Yes. And did he still, I, I'm going to, I just have to tell you, okay, I, I was, you know, I did a little research on Joe. <laughs> My favorite part of what I found out about Joe is that he also worked for Big Woods. Is that right? Yes. Big Woods. Big Woods Goods. Yeah. Big Woods Goods. Yes. This is it. And that's in Canton. Is that right? Holly Springs. Yeah. Oh, Holly Springs. I'm sorry. So Big Wood Goods in Holly Springs. And he's a movie star. He was in these little videos. Yes, he was. (laughs) He is a card. I love watching those videos. He's hilarious. (laughs) He was so funny. He's he's like the quick hand at doing all these little gun filling the bullet kind of things. I don't know anything about this, but it is so fun to go out and watch his little videos. And um, those folks adored him. Uh, Absolutely. So those are fun videos to go watch for me. I'm sure that they're absolutely precious for you now. Yeah, they are. Um, But let's, let's not jump ahead here. I want to find out what it was like when he decided to become an officer. When was that? Well, he had kind of talked about it um, from the start of our relationship. So when he was in college, he was like, I'm on two crossroads of what I want to do in my life. And he was like, I don't know if I want to go with music or I don't know if I want to go with the community. And so he had, we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And then one random day in October of 2015, he texted me and he was like, we got to get dinner tonight. I have a very important decision to talk to you about. Wow. And I was like, all right, we're only one month in. Got it. (laughs) Um, And so he was like, well, I have decided on my major and I'm going to pursue criminal justice. And I said, what does that mean for me? And he said, that means that I want to be a police officer, and if you can't support that, I can't be with you anymore. And I was like, okay, well, you got it, bud. I was like, I will absolutely support you. Um, He was like, I understand it's going to be a hard life, and I understand it's going to be a hard walk as a police wife, hopefully at that point, and... I know it's going to be a hard journey, but it takes me four years to graduate college. So you have four years to think about it. And I was like, nope, if that's what you want to do and that's what you're super passionate about, I will do it and I will take that in. And so, so, so you were in one, you were in one month of dating Yeah, and he's saying, this is, this is going to be your life. (laughs) Yeah. One month of dating. And you're like, you're both in. 
full hearted. Yeah. One month of dating. Listen, I'm going to be a police officer. I got four years of college ahead of me. Then I'm going to go to school to be a police officer. And this is the ultimatum. You're in or you're out. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, okay, I'm all in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You were in. Yeah. So from the start, I was like, if that's what you want to do. And he said a little bit nicer, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's basically what he was going with. He was like, I need your support and I'm willing to like, take it if you can't support that. And I was like, nope, I'm willing to bleed blue as long as you're willing to bleed blue. And so from that point on, I immediately was like, all right, we're in. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, he's still in college. I don't have to worry about it too much. I'm like, maybe it will change. And oh, was then, that kind of a back thought that maybe this will mm, yeah. be a fireman or <laughs> yeah. maybe he'll run for office yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. yeah, I was like, maybe he'll be a music teacher. <laughs> um, but no, um, he then started working at Big Woods Goods soon after that, after he had made the decision to do criminal justice. Mm-hmm. And Holly Springs police officers would come in and come in and come in and come in. And he's like, wow, like this job really has made me realize how much I really want to do it. And so I was like, all right, you know, you still have two and a half or so more years to graduate. So Mm -hmm. it's okay. And then when he got, he was getting closer and closer to graduation. This was in 2019. He put in an application because one of the lieutenants at Holly Springs at the time was like a pivotal part in him, like applying early, apply early, apply early. It doesn't matter that you didn't graduate college yet. Just apply, apply, apply. He's like, are you sure? Like I've heard multiple different options about it or different things about it. And he's like, no, 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 apply, apply, apply. And so sure enough, Joe applied. And in August of 2019, he got a conditional offer from Holly Springs Police Department. And he was like, babe, I'm in, I'm serious. Oh my goodness. What was that like for you? I was like, You know, part of me was like really excited, but then part of me was like, what does this mean for me? And I just wasn't sure like what the police wife like looked like. I wasn't sure like what it really was about. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, we're only three months from our wedding. So we're in like, it's okay. Um, So we got, I was like, what does that mean for our wedding? He's like, well, I'm not getting hired until November of 2019. So not until after our, our wedding. And so we had our wedding, we had our honeymoon, and we come back for about two or three days, and then he starts at the police station. Mm -hmm. And he had to wait until he graduated to go actually be in police academy. And so he was just working around the police department, getting to know people, um, just doing different things for the department as an uncertified officer. And then he graduated college in December, And then he went on to Police Academy January 2nd, 2020, and then uh, graduated a week early because the world shut down. And Oh, COVID. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So he had to finish a week and a half of Academy in one night. Um, Wow. He called me and he was like, I'm going to be home really late. Um, I'm graduating tonight. I'm like... Wow. Okay. So I can't be at your police academy graduation. I know that had to be painful for it you. It was. It was so sad. And he was like, I'm sorry, babe. I, we got to do it. And I was like, okay, I'm in. I said I was in. And so. So when you, you, he's going through all of this and you said, you don't really know what it's like to be uh, the first lady of a police officer, basically. 
Did you have an opportunity to meet with some police officer wives or did anybody talk with you about what this is going to be like for you? No, I just went in with it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Boy, this seems like something there should be like a, I don't want to say a support group, but they should have like, you know, tea and crumpets for the (laughs) police wives when there's new people coming in because these people, you needed to know what this is like. What's the life like? Did you know, what are the shifts like? What do you do at home with your family when your husband is gone all the time or whatever? So, but anyway, yeah. I digress. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, this graduation happens and he comes home real late at night. Yeah. He comes home and he's got his little certificate and then he's like, guess what this means for me? And I'm like, what? He's like, it means I get to start on the road soon. And I was like, uh. oh, Yeah. Yay! So sure enough, two days later, we go to the Holly Springs Police Department courthouse and he gets sworn in and I put the badge on him and it was the greatest day ever and it was so cool seeing oh, him. Was that his, was kind of a, a ceremony kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, nice. Seeing him in his hot uniform. Mm. Um, Girl baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he um, was in his little uniform and then the next day he went out on the road and he started on day shift, which was amazing that lasted all of two weeks and then what, he what got is day switched. shift what is the shift day shift for this police permit is 6 30 a.m to 6 30 p.m oh 12 hours yeah so okay. it's 12 hours and so he started on that and then he got switched to nights and then during the like fto which is field training officer training they always like go back and forth between different shifts because oh. they want him to experience it all so so he's doing different types of jobs during this time too yeah okay um he's on the road completely and then but just with different officers experiencing different things that was a fun time and he was learning a lot and he loved every single field training officer he had because joe never met anybody he didn't like oh that's so sweet yeah that was march of 2020 in like may he got his own car and he was like on the road completely by himself and um he was a rookie so he always rookies always get night shift (laughs) and i was praying that he would not fall in love with night shift but what does he do fall in love with night shift oh no (laughs) so it was a very interesting like getting used to but i it was absolutely like so fun like being a police wife is so fun Um, really it definitely has it's like moments and like tell me what's fun about it I don't know for me it's just a sense of like protection and like oh my gosh like I get to sleep with a police officer tonight (laughs) I don't know it's just like a super like comforting feeling and my ultimate favorite thing is that police car in my driveway I'm like "Ah, oh um So that was just, it was just a super fun time. Um, It was very hard and there was definitely like seasons where I was like, "Mm, I don't really like this, but it was ultimately just going to bed at night and not having him there. And at one point in our life, he would just come home and then I would leave and I wouldn't see him till the following morning because I wouldn't come home until after he had already left for work. And so it was like a time of like, during that that was a short period it was like two months of that and I wouldn't see him for a while so it would be like when he would be off I'd be like 
come here. I have a lot to catch up on. So, yeah. and but, were you working full time at this at this point? Also? I was. And, yeah. And what was your profession at that time? Um, I worked at Big Blue Marble Academy, or I still work there now. Um, but at that time, I was a twos teacher. You and twos so, teacher. So you're teaching two year olds. Yes. Oh boy. Okay. You were wore out. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was always so tired. Yeah. And and now you teach there still? I do. Now I am a Georgia pre-K assistant teacher. Oh, wow. So I'm with the fours and the fives. The greatest little. Good for you. Heavens on earth. <laughs> wow. All right. You're moving up. Yes. Okay. So you were, you were coming home, he's leaving and so forth. That was, that was a tough time in, in, in the marriage. I can understand that. And a brand new marriage. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. So then did he stay on night shift the whole time? He didn't. He kind of flipped back and forth. My favorite shift was when he when he was on swing shift, which was for about three and a half-ish months. And that was when he worked 12 to 12. I would leave at like 7.30 and he would leave at like 11 to get to work by 12. And then he would come home, but I would go to bed, but he would come back home. And so it was like, ah. Oh. He still comes home. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it was good. Hey, Mary Kate, it's Lovey. Joe Burson drew my heart in on our first conversation. He was so kind. He was so loving. He had this easy laugh, and oh, my gosh, he was so funny. He wasn't a dad, but he sure did love dad jokes. He just had that type of personality that makes you fall in love with him instantly. You just knew he was a young man of character and integrity. He was intentional. If he was thinking about me, he would call. He wouldn't just send a text. He would call. Hey, lovey. Well, hey, Joe, what's going on? I was just thinking about you. What are you doing today? And then we'd have a conversation. It really wasn't long before Joe became a very loved part of my family. For Anna and Tyler, he became like a brother. He came to family day at our house a couple of times, and it wasn't long before he said, Hey, lovey, I'd love to bring Mary Kate next time. Is that okay? Well, absolutely, Joe. Bring her on. We'd love to have her. So next family day, here you come. It was evident to me how well-suited you were for each other. A couple more visits, and it wasn't long before we all fell in love with you, too. That first visit, though, you and I sat at my dinner table, and we had good conversation about God and our faith and family and know how many we have had since then. You inspire me more than you know. You know the creator and the anchor of your soul. I know you do because I've been next to you as you put that faith in action. I miss Joe so much every day, but I'm so thankful for him and the strong friendships that have come my way since I met him. And I'm ever so thankful for you, my sweet girl. You are my sister in Christ and you are my family. Keep leaning into your faith, Mary Kate. I love you so much. So he was working for 18 months as an officer. Yes. Yeah. And what happened on the, on the day of his accident? So what happened on the day of his accident? So I went, what were you doing on the day of his accident? I was, So on June 16th, I had just had dinner with a friend and um, I had just called Joe and I was like, hey, guess where I drove? Because I haven't been driving for very long. And so I was like, guess where I just drove? And he was like, I don't know, babe, where? And I was like, don't check my location because we have it. But um, 
yes. And he was like, um, I don't know, a friend's house, this house, this house. No, 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 no. I'm like, I drove on a busy summer day to downtown Woodstock. And he's like, no way. And Good for you. It was a whole thing. And he was so excited. And um, I was like, okay, babe, like, I love you. I'll see you in a little while. He's like, yes, I will. I'll see you in a little while. And um, so he's like, I might get off early because I was at training, da 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 whole thing. And I said, okay, no worries. Um, and then I was like, all right, I love you. I'll see you later. He's like, all right, love you too. I'll see you later. Well, I go to bed at about 10, 15, and I text him and I say, I love you. Hope to see you soon. And at 1.35 in the morning, I get a bang on my door and the unimaginable has absolutely happened. Um, and the chief and three officers and a chaplain were standing at my door and they had to relay the unimaginable that has happened to their own, um, to me. And so they let me know. And, um, at that point, I just don't know what else to do, but say I'm literally living a literal nightmare a nightmare that every police wife thinks about. And um, I surely never thought it would happen in Holly Springs. And um, But through that nightmare, I had seen the community and just random people around everywhere in America come around me because I was a police wife. And just to see the community and everyone gather around was a beautiful thing. Of course it cannot bring him back nor will it, but just to have that support from every, everyone around in Cherokee County for sure. And then surrounding areas in Georgia just has been so beautiful. And I'm just so grateful for um, a County who does honor him in any way that they can and will continue and continues to. And just even a state like the governor, for God's sake, was at the funeral, which I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's what I was doing. And um, Yeah, the governor, the governor even had the, the flags at half staff yeah. for your husband. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's really hard for us to understand to us it was a police officer and that is painful for us to think about yeah one of our own that's what we say one of our own you know that's one of our police officers the people that protect us but we don't know what it's like to be you mm. and it is yours that was the love of your life and it breaks my heart for you and that's what I think, that's why the outpouring of gifts and support happens, because we don't know what else to do. Mm. The community was happy to pull together for you. Yeah. What, and what did that mean to you? I mean, how did that help you pull through? What were some of the things that... Oh, man. Um, that's hard to put into words, but um, I definitely... For myself, like just someone dropping a gift card off or someone thinking about like me needing even down to me needing a dress for the funeral. Oh, um, and so just like the little things that I didn't think 
you know, were necessary at the time. But I look back and I'm like, wow, like that definitely was something that I wouldn't have been able to think about or do or anything. And so, and just collectively, just people reaching out from all over, like um, tons and tons of places. I can't even like name how many people reached out to me. And I sometimes I'm still like looking back at messages and I'm like, oh my gosh, I still haven't messaged them back seven months later. And so um, just if there was anything that I needed, it would have been the community and just the outreach of people. And so I cannot even express how thankful I am for that and just how beautiful that was. And it's still like, sometimes I go to the police department and the chief is like, Oh, there's still something here. Like someone just dropped this off for you or something. So it's still happening. And that is just a beautiful thing. And, um, I'm just so grateful for, like I said, the County I lived in or the County I live in and continue to reside in that's still, continues to um pour out and um love on the uh friends of the holly springs police foundation has been very supportive of you i know that that they put a lot of effort into it i know a few people in that foundation and they have been very instrumental in making sure that you had an opportunity to tell the community how much you appreciate that Yes. That outpouring of love and and giving of themselves. So I'm glad you had the opportunity to do that here. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anybody in particular you would like to thank? Probably Big Woods Kids. I mean, it was one of their own as well. Um, He worked there for four and a half years and still, even while he was in the police department, was still working for them. Um, And they just have been so just uplifting to me and just to the blue line community in general and so yeah you seem like you're doing really really well mary kate you do i imagine when you get home and you're alone it's not quite as easy yeah yeah do you have roommates i do i do have a roommate um it's my dear friend from middle school um and we have just grown up together and i'm super grateful for her and just the ability to have my home that me and Joe so cherished and so loved. Um, and we were like recent home buyers. So it's been a super fun season, um, super hard, but super fun. And, you know, I just keep trying to remember that um, this season is hard, but like I will come out of it. And um, yeah. So even in the hard times, you're finding some things to smile about. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. You do have a smile. (laughs) Uh, You beam. I don't know. I don't know how to say this. I mean, you're very, you just have a glow about you. And one thing that I think that is really sweet, you still have so much love for Joe and it is glowing. People on the other side of this podcast can't see this, but she has a beautiful little sweatshirt on that says Mrs. 235, which is what? Joe's badge number. His badge number. <laughs> and uh, it is, it's adorable. And what is your, I see some initials now. What is that? It's my monogram. Uh-huh. MKB. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. well, I want to thank you very much for coming today. Yeah. Um, it's it's been a pleasure to meet you. You are a pillar of strength, Mary mm, Kate. Thank you. 
And from the moment Joe mentioned you becoming a police wife, I know that this was always a possibility. I'm sure you knew this was a possibility, but one in a million. Yeah. And I'm sorry this happened to you. Yeah. And you are pulling through. Yeah. Someday you will be together with Joe again. Yes. In a heavenly place. And I see that longing in your eyes. It'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for that day. And if it wasn't for the faith that I had, I would not be standing. And I just know that he is a good father and he will pull me through this. My pain will not be wasted. I don't know what he has for me. Lord, show me already. I'm ready. Um, but I know that it's going to be something mighty good. Yes, I, I can feel it as well. So yeah. best of luck to you, Mary Kate. Thank you. Keep that smile growing <laughs> and that sparkle in your eyes. So Aww. thank you very much for being here. You're so welcome. Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI, a nationally recognized award-winning multimedia content producer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. For additional information about this and all of our podcasts, visit enjoycherokee.com. If you enjoyed this show, click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast now. It really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts.